Hey, everybody. We are back at Verbal Assault Livestream. We are a political podcast that discusses uh, politics in a global setting. Our topics are very, very unorthodox. I am your host, Marquis Devereaux. We are coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York, here on this Tuesday, the 24th Christmas Eve. While you all are shopping, we are going to give you some <laughs> topics to think about, whether you're in Target, whether you are in Macy's, or whether you are in Nordstrom. Can somebody get me something? Uh, yeah, I can get you something. I can get you today's topic, <laughs> which is Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the religious diversification of America. Let me just go into our panelists here. Um, we have our guest panelist. Her name is Danielle. Danielle, I understand, is pursuing a law degree. Where do you go, Danielle? Berkeley College. You're going to Berkeley College. Now, when you say Berkeley College, being from Massachusetts, I assume Berkeley College of Music. So bring me up to speed. There is a different Berkeley College. We are here in Midtown, located on 43rd Street and 5th Avenue. Okay, and my understanding is that you are um, you are going to law school for entertainment. Correct. And because you are going to law school for entertainment, it, uh, one of those things that... One of those things that I understand is that um, you will have your hands full because the the entertainment community with its reality shows, with the Wendy Williamses of today and the alleged this and the alleged that. Now, our radio show discusses entertainment, but here we only talk about politics. So if we slander anyone, the only thing I can get is a bad tweet from uh, Trump, resident in the White House, and maybe a knock on the door from the FBI. This guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> now I'm going to move over to Mr. Kirk Opedia. Kirk Adair is a historian. He's a documentarian. He's a professor. He is also a man that knows his wines because he likes to have a good sip every now and then and get into a strong discussion about the truth and non-truths of society. Kirk, did I sum you up pretty well? Well, somewhat, yeah. Okay. It's more then than now. More than than now. And what is the difference, again, between Cambridge University and Oxford? Well, Besides shirts. Uh, Cambridge is a little bit more liberal, and Oxford is a little bit more formal and okay. conservative. I see. It sounds they, like the uh, difference between Harvard and Brown University. Right. Well, the, the, the chaps that go to Oxford are the ones who love knowing who owns the street and being their best friend. And the chaps who go to Cambridge know the chap that owns the street and don't give a damn. Now, see, who who here... Now, it's funny, because at Christmas time, one would think we're talking about fashion. We're talking about Oxfords. We're talking about chaps. Next thing I know, I'm going to talk about my chinos with the whales on them. My next guest is um, Ms. Joni Martinez. She is our new program manager filling in on the panel. Um, and I know we don't have a problem getting left uh, wing speakers. Oh, they're they're coming out the woodwork for Okay, us. but I think I, I actually think Joni just really just likes to sit in on this program. Am I telling the truth? Maybe so, maybe no. Maybe so, maybe no. Okay, so now we go into our topic, uh, Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the religious diversification of America. So I want to ask you guys, um, Daniel, let's start with you. What is our primary language in the United States, and should it be the only language? What's your thought? I mean, I know our primary language may be English, but our secondary language is definitely Spanish. And I definitely feel, as a person who's taking Spanish next semester, um, a Friday night class, this is definitely a language that we need to have everyone learn 
if we go to a Spanish country, how are we to communicate with these people and vice versa? So it, it, it's, in, it's interesting that you discuss Spanish because I was watching a show on Channel 13 last night and they were discussing the similarities between Muslims, Christians and Jews. And so as most of us may or may not know, uh, Christians can kind of speak any language, uh, whether it be of Latin descent or English or what have you. Muslims, uh, a lot of us assume that Muslims will speak Arabic. Um, and then we have the Jews that speak Hebrew. And so um, I would kind of gear this toward Kirk and ask him, um, should English be the only language of the United States? To be, Because in the Middle East at one point, when um, in Spain, you had uh, Jews and you had uh, Christians that were speaking Arabic. And no one seemed to protest. Are we talking about Spain in the Middle Ages? I am, and I'm referring well, to particularly the 12th Latin. century. Yeah, the church spoke Latin. Anybody that was educated and legal spoke Latin. Which church? Well, there was only one church. Yeah. That was the Roman Catholic Church of the Roman Rite, not the Celtic Church. Okay, so at this time, the Church of England kind of no, did no, not no. exist. Well, the Church of England is, is Protestant. All of that is a product of the Renaissance. Ah, I see. Okay. And bad marriage. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to just... Uh, well, Henry VIII wanted a divorce, and they wouldn't give him one. Then right. he wanted to pay for it, and they wouldn't give him one. <laughs> well, well, that, sound, that yeah. sounds like uh, 2019 in New York City with uh, ma, ma, baby daddy and baby mama drama. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going I'm to move over to Joni Martinez. You have the last name Martinez. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you about English as a primary language. Mm -hmm. We know you are of Haitian descent, mm -hmm. which means that you could speak French, Creole, English, or, or I don't know, some type of patois. What do you think about this whole thing with... Um, you know, at one time, the three religions spoke Arabic. Right. Would, would you be uncomfortable about learning Arabic? No, actually, I'm trying to learn Arabic. Why do you think I hang out at a bodega a lot? Ah. Just to ask them, like, how do they say this word? How do they say this word? They'll ask me, and I'll ask them. Like, oh. I know shukran and... Shukran. That's all I remember. Afwam. Uh, shukran, afwam. actuality, they didn't speak Arabic. What, did, what was it? The, um, the uh, educated Jews... Uh, in that period of time, spoke Aramaic, which is not Arabic. You're talking about the 11th and 12th century. No, now, I'm talking Spain? about bef uh, before uh, there was any such thing as Christianity. You're talking ah. about the Jews. The majority of them spoke Aramaic. True, the, and Aramaic was a was an international language in the Middle East. Okay, they only started speaking Latin when the Romans invaded them at the at the beginning of the Herodian period. Right now, I agree with you, but I I want to touch back here yeah. because. I'm talking about, on this particular program, Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the religious diversification of America. Everyone seems to be adamant that we should only be speaking English. Now, I think feel it's interesting because we've gotten to the point that we're uncomfortable saying the word Merry Christmas because we might offend the Jews. So Merry therefore, Christmas, Danielle. Yes. Merry Christmas, Johnny. No, I'm uh, just saying. Merry Christmas. And, and, and festive Kwanzaa to you and Merry Christmas. I'm just saying. Is, 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 any, is anybody Jewish out there? Happy Hanukkah? Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Okay. Is it their first night? Or no, I don't I think, know. Yeah. Okay, and is Ramadan this month? J Kirk would know. Eve. No, Ramadan is coming up. Okay. Okay, hence Kirkopedia has spoken. So, um... <laughs> You know, do, does, does anybody here feel that English should be the only language spoken in the United States? Because in the 11th and 12th century, in Spain, these Muslims, Christians, and Jews were speaking Arabic. 
and they seem to coexist well, without a problem. Well, the Spanish were not speaking Arabic, no. The Arabs were brought in as mercenaries, uh, and then they took over the country because basically the Visigoths couldn't get it together. They were a little too disorganized. Mm -hmm. But in the 11th and 12th century, there were two specific languages. You would have Arabic and then very early Spanish with a Latin overtone. Wow. So you're saying that um, Spanish still wasn't distinguished as a Latin um as a Latin spinoff, it wasn't. It wasn't an established language at that time. It was. It was. Well, no. It was. It was. Um, it was. Uh, what's the word? It was a casual form of Latin. Most most Western European languages are casual forms of Latinization with uh, barbarian overtones. Okay, so you use the word barbarian. I'm going to get politically incorrect here, and I know our, our program manager told me keep it light. <laughs> Is assimilation healthy, Miss Danielle? Is assimilation something that you, um, as a, as a woman of color, is it something that you would strive for? Is it something that you would go for, or or because I know that here in Brooklyn, you know, the Muslims have their neighborhood, the Jews have their neighborhood, that uh, the Mexicans have their neighborhood, the Blacks have their neighborhood who are African American, but the Afro Caribbeans have a different neighborhood which is different than the Africans. Yeah, yeah. So is assimilation healthy? It is. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, I feel like more diversification should be. I'm... Well, diversification Absolutely. is such a code word. Absolutely. But yeah. diversification means that I might have to share my resources, and I may not want to do that. And that's the problem. And I feel like before this new administration came in, we had everyone with this togetherness feeling for these last eight years. Now, once this new person came in, they've automatically dismantled everything the last administration did. And now they have brought back out these um, xenophobe and bigots out the woodworks. They came out like cockroaches. They've always been there. They just had to need a voice to bring them out more. So therefore, I feel like assimilation is perfect for the, uh, the whole entire United States. Now, where do you come from originally? The Bronx. Okay. <laughs> and you identify as African American? African American woman. Okay, because because in the Bronx, you know, it, it's a place that's known for its proud Latino cultures. Now, I've always told these listeners I don't like the term Latino because what is a Latin? What it, what is that? Latin is a type of language and what are Latin peoples? These people don't necessarily speak the same language. French are Latin, Romanians are Latin, Spaniards are Latin, uh, Portuguese people are Latin, Romanians are Latin, even though the language sounds Russian. So it, 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 we get into the point where everyone wants to hold on to something. Joni, do you think this is a result of what's happening politically, that Americans are desperately trying to hold on what is perceived as American culture? Well, you have to think. Yeah, I think what they're trying. What happened is, is that it just so happens that the country is getting a little bit of color overall, and like the the population is getting a little bit of color. Oh, which what some people would call minorities, less than. Yeah, but okay, we don't use that word here. People though. of color, and yes. the country is finally Who looking like yeah, looking like the melting pot that it's supposed to be. It used to be the melting pot, but usually they were talking about Europe. But now you have. The other continents coming in saying, hey, what's up? We're here now. And there are some that feel threatened by it. And they feel like, no, we should go back to what it was. And the problem is what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. What it was was just pure oppression. Like, they, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. Every single 
person of color, every single group of color within this country has gone through a bit of racism. Not a lot. A lot of have gone through a lot. And like I always said, American policy towards its people is like a game of tag. Everybody's been it at some point. I'm so happy that you said that. And it just so happens that in this era, this Trumpian era, if you have a little bit of melanin, you're it. You're scary. Like, what is going on? I want to. I want to touch over to uh, Kirk Adair for I'm a moment because uh, Kirk. I'm, Kirk, I'm going to say three things to you, and you just tell me what it sums up in your mind. September 11, 2001, the Christian Crusades, Jewish Jewish isolation and preference and what I'm currently referring to as uh, Hasidic populations that will uh, sort of dominate uh, a territory and isolate people outside of that. In other words, they all vote in sync. They all live in sync. And um, so you essentially have what is a Hasid neighborhood. Are there any similarities there or am I just reaching for straws when I talk about these three things? Well, sort of like buckshot in a bush looking for grouse. I mean, there, there's, there's a whole series of things. They, the Hasid movement was started in the late 16th, early 17th century in Poland. Um, and they have a tendency to be very, they're uh, Ashkenazim, they're Eastern European. Now, Ashkenazi, Jewish. for our listeners, refers to the Eastern the... European Jews, non-German Jews oh. and non-Sephardic Jews, which are the Spanish Jews, of the exodus in 1492. Columbus went west, mm -hmm. they went east. And my friends would call Ashkenazi white Jews. My my Israeli friends refer to Ashkenazi as white. But continue, Kirk, because I was Well, they're Eastern European Jews. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what your Mm -hmm. Israeli friends refer to because Mm -hmm. they're a mixed match. Yes. A mixed match of, you know, many various different backgrounds. Mixed match, not mismatch. No, no. a match of many different backgrounds that all consider uh, Israel a homeland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now your question, I'm sorry, your question again was... Christian Crusades, September cru- 11, all right, 2001. The Crusades um, were due to the fact that they, uh, uh, when the... Um, Muslim jihad started and the Arabs expanded. Uh, they took over a lot of, quote, the holy sites that had the Christians had sort of monopolized since the end of the Roman Empire. It was a holy site for um, the Jews prior to that. It was sort of ignored by the Christians. It became holy sites because they're all people of the book. The Jews, Christians, and uh, Arabs are all considered people of the book, meaning, of the Bible. Meaning monolithic, one God. Well, of the Bible, with the Quran being the um, the uh, third half in the uh, Muslim consideration, because you have the Jews consider the Bible simply the Old Testament. The Christians consider the Bible the Old Testament and the New Testament, and Arabs basically consider the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Quran Mm -hmm. to be the revelation of all of the above. Sort of like a trilogy. Yes. The the, the Matrix, if if for lack of a better comparison, where you had three parts to the story. 
Um, I want to just jump on what you said. I want to refer to Danielle, and I want to, <laughs> I, Danielle, I know that you're pursuing a legal degree in entertainment, but I want to ask you a personal opinion. Do you feel um, that we are keeping church and state separate today? Because merging the two has almost in and of itself bec become a form of entertainment, at least for our White House. You know, the event because uh, the let me get this right. In the evangelical magazine, I believe it's called uh, Christian Evangelicalism Today. I probably don't have the name of the magazine right. They actually wrote an op ed saying that they felt that uh, Donald Trump should be removed and basically telling its readers, either you support the current administration and the atrocities that are going on, or you support the word of God. And this is the first time that I have heard someone in the Christian community be open about the fact that no, this is not the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is this is a reality star that sort of hijacked an election with the help of an outside government, and people are still wanting to prove what's true. And I see it as a form of entertainment. Is there a separation of church and state, Danielle? And I know I gave you a lot. Yeah, but I say lots and lots. Ah. Some states, maybe. I want to say we don't have mega churches here in New York. The only one I know of is Allen AME's church on Merrick Boulevard. Why? Well, I, I don't go to none of them. Yeah, mm. I know. I haven't been to church either. In but, a while. I'm, but I'm referring to government. Do we have a separation of church and state? I want to say yes, we do. I mean, I get, I understand why this new administration. Uh, feel so closely to this Christian faith or what have you and trying to manipulate these people as you can see at his rallies. Good uh, word, manipulate. That's oh, a really good word. Big manipulation. Yeah. Um anyone can see that this guy is not of uh, any kind of religious background. Well or anything. that's not true. And that not you said that anyone can see it, but not everyone wants to see it. Yeah, well, hence, the, wears, hence the hence the upcoming impeachment Senate trial. But everybody's wearing these rose tinted glasses, you know. So well, there's I, that, but it's also the way the media is cut. I mean, the media controls the what you see. Fox News, Fox News, and you know uh, Pence's nephew is the one that's in charge of those rallies. And it's just like you know when when we did uh, CBS the uh, Ed Sullivan show. They, they you know the audience has all this stuff cheer. They hold up the signs, cheer, or laugh, <laughs> or know, all of this. And the, oh, like the, you're, you know, at the, you're at the late like show, and oh, the, yeah, the absolutely. stage manager's but in the wait back a minute. saying oh, yeah. applause. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tie in something, Kirk, because I was on your Facebook page, and I don't know if you sent this out as a, a, a message, but I sort of saw it was sort of a tag, and it was sent out. And it said that since you're talking about the media and we're talking about Russia and the election, it said that Mark Zuckerberg is a grandson of Nelson Rockefeller. Absolutely, yes. How do you think he got his funding? I mean, that didn't happen. He didn't fall off a tree and suddenly get a bag of gold. No, he's, he's, he's married into the Rockefeller family. He's a Harvard or Yale graduate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's not an accident. Zuckerberg graduated. Okay, okay. So no, I I look I look. I, it was, I think it was Harvard. Maybe I'm making that's where he started. basically started pinched. Mm -hmm. He pinched somebody else's invention and got right. granddaddy. Yeah. Or the Winklevoss brothers, funding. the twins. Yeah. 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 Ooh. 
The whole movie is based upon it. Yeah. I didn't see the movie, and I think oh, I should. should. That's yeah. a that's a pop. Yeah, the pop. The, the, the movie's close. Write that down. The movie's a lot closer to the book. It is. Yeah. As it were. No pun intended. And now he's talking, Zuckerberg's talking about he had this private meeting with Trump, and now he's saying that he's not going to remove these fake ads. Uh, this is the main reason why Hillary lost the election like she did, because of the ads, I know I've seen them myself, ads on Facebook, uh, you know, defaming Hillary Clinton and showing, you know, the Clinton Foundation and all the atrocities that they have done. And not even showing, you know, Donald Trump and the stuff that he's done. Well, it, you know? it, it, it's what they it's, called fair. What is it? Yeah, called? it's not equal fair. Time. Not equal time not at, at all. all. Not it, at all. It's funny because you're you're bringing up how Hillary lost the election, and and you know if we bring up Hillary's name, then they start talking about Benghazi and the damn emails. Don't but it's, put that out. There. Well, but 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 <laughs> you know, and we're not really talking about Hillary Clinton, but no. it, it, one would assume that being far left, Kirk is a um, Kirk is a supporter of the Clintons and he has mentioned you know what in the past Kirk you have mentioned that there are some things that are just not looking good from their end and I I, I would have to say maybe this is why I'm an independent and I'm not affiliated with either the Democrats or the Republicans because I've always said the Republicans are greedy and the Democrats are needy. <laughs> and so are you are you are you gonna take are you gonna buy the pie and eat the pie or are you gonna give me some crumbs and then let me wait four years to maybe get some more crumbs? Either way I'm hungry. Uh <laughs> but with that being said, uh we don't have a lot of time left. So I just have one more question for you. And acknowledging the holidays on this Christmas Eve, um should religion be honored? Joni, are you going to acknowledge religion? Uh, well, are you talking about organized religion? Or are you talking about, um, wait, so in terms of the holidays? Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, don't ask me to over-explain that. I'm I not going to ask you to over-explain. No, I'm girl. being rhetorical. Can I be rhetorical? No, girl. You come, you come, sister, you have origins from Haiti and Puerto Rico. Exactly. That involves Spain, Africa, Oops. and those indigenous people. Why that, you got to bring up old stuff? We, I got to bring up old stuff <laughs> because, you know, there are people, you know. In, I'd in, like to answer the question. Oh, yes, please. Let me shut up. <laughs> Let me shut up. For our, for our listeners, I need to shut up. So um, should religion be honored during the holidays? I think that's a private decision because you have to think about the fact that Christmas, while the story is it's the birth of Jesus. Christ nobody, mass. Nobody can verify when Jesus was born. It just so happened that, you know, the Christian church co-opted yule and saturnalia and decided let's make this about jesus but you know so if that's what you want to do you do that i mean every fam like every family i know growing up had a crush in their house which is basically the um the nativity scene somewhere in the corner hanging out and at midnight you put the little baby jesus in and then you watch the mass well now TV. i'm finding out there are different versions of that <laughs> different versions of the nativity scene so no one actually knows whether it's three magi or three shepherds um, and no magi, way. by the way, are, the are astrologers, kings. which magicians. is magicians. Well, magicians, but they're also, uh, you know, supposed to be astrologers. When well, uh, yeah, because looking all at of that the stars was tied together, you did the you did the stars, and you were you Ooh. were trained as a but, as a wizard, basically, which <laughs> oh, is supposed geez. to go against everything Christianity and stands with the, for. With the nativity scene, you could only have the animals there because everybody else was basically homeless or a tourist. Okay, so so. Kirk, are you going to be acknowledging any type of religious tradition when you celebrate whatever holiday I you celebrate? I celebrate spirituality every day of the week. Uh, I enjoy the theater of Christmas, 
I enjoy the message of Christmas. Mm. I wish people would just celebrate Christmas every day and you know make it a reality as opposed to something an, an um, um, commercial object lesson. Well, I don't. That's you so you true. know, I I love what Kirk says, and it's funny because when I'm watching TV now. Interestingly enough, a, a company that's not doing well, J.C. Penney, has really good ads right now for the holidays. You know the one, um, Danielle, where uh, the woman has her car buried in snow, the older lady? Mm-hmm. And so the five boys come over to shovel out her car. And so she sees that in her house, and then they sort of run off so that it's a secret act. <gasps> so she goes to bake the cookies, and then she brings the cookies and rings the boy's bell, and he's not expecting her to bring the cookies. But she knew about the shoveling out. Right, Non-religious, right? No, not at all. Okay, do you feel obligated to associate religion with anything that you're doing in regards to the holidays? Not really. Not at all. I mean, I don't see this whole Jesus Christ thing as, oh, time to be stuck in church for the next 12 hours. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. Like, um, I, I, I will like sit at, like yeah like you could just sit at home and watch that midnight mass or whatever like the Vatican mass you could just sit home watch it and then when you're bored about it you just change the channel like okay we're done yeah. um, you know it, it it's no. funny um, because I'm just going to end this show by saying this I as a practicing Christian who wants to learn, learn Arabic who has friends that are Jewish and has no problem learning Hebrew I, okay I slept with all of them but anyway, um, I, 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 have, I have got to say that I no longer celebrate Christmas because it's become too commercial. And so now I'm celebrating Kwanzaa. So the day after Christmas, there will be seven days of principles that I will celebrate. I don't got to go broke. I ain't got to mulch my tree. I ain't got to have nobody over for dinner. You get a card or you get a gift. You get a poem or you get a card. Or, you know, you get a certain saying or you get a card. Uh, or I invite you by for a small cup of coffee or you get a card. I'm dead. Did I mention that I'll give you a card? Okay, yeah. there you go. Much cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know what? Thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. We are your political podcast that discusses unorthodox subjects. I hope you guys will tune in tomorrow on Christmas Day because we know that Uncle Tommy and his drunken antics are going to have you quite uptight. So if you tune in tomorrow, we are going to be discussing ancestry. I didn't say ancestry.com. I didn't say where you come from. I didn't say who you are or what are you. I just said ancestry. We thank you. We're coming to you live from Brooklyn. Please tune in tomorrow, December Christmas Day. Verbal Assault live stream. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, Joni. Thank you, Danielle. Bye-bye.